Welcome to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss topics submitted by you about how we find Christ in all things related to His church and your life. I'm your host, Taylor Easley, and today I am joined by the one, the only, wow. Pastor Chad Hunsberger. One and only. Yeah. Wow. How you doing? Uh, all's well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I give you such a great introduction. Yes. Thanks. That's super kind. answer my question with such a great answer. I appreciate your appreciation of my answer. Because it's always true. Even when things are falling apart, the truth is all is well. It's like the song. Mm. Deep. Well, it's also (laughs) a really good song. It's called It Is Well. It Is Well. But... That was one of my grandmother's favorites. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, yeah. Okay. So today's question, actually, uh, I believe the day that this will come out, this podcast will come out, will be the day before Black History Month. Okay. So I feel like this question is extremely appropriate. Yeah, me too. Um, So today's question is, should Christians be colorblind? And I... I mean, I, I believe the question was asked in regards to race. Yeah, sure, so. sure. Because um, otherwise, red and green colorblindness. <laughs> that's right, that's right. The previous uh, host to this podcast, Matthew Smith, is red, green, colorblind. Yes. Um, and um, so in that case, you're allowed to be yeah. that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Should they be, yeah, though? It's like, um, but the question of colorblind meaning... Uh, for a long time, I, mean, I think it's just helpful to to know a little bit background. For a long time, the concept of being colorblind uh, was described as a very positive thing, mm-hmm. meaning I don't see a difference mm-hmm. between someone who is black or brown or white. Uh, I, I see, I, I just see people. Mm-hmm. So that that's the heart behind, it, and I still think that's the heart behind it. Most of the time, is saying, I. I don't see you as different in a negative way. Right. I see you like me. Uh, however, um, it has become more evident that when someone says uh, that they are colorblind, it is typically said from the majority about a minority. Mm-hmm. So meaning, I see you just like I see anybody else, would can doesn't always necessarily it can cause someone to feel like well then you're not seeing my uniqueness mm-hmm. because we are different not necessarily different in a bad way but we are different in the way God has designed us quite literally in our skin tone mm-hmm. I, I think so in my family, right? Just the people that live at my house. Mm-hmm. We've got some different skin tones. We have four of us that are pretty white mm-hmm. and there are two of us uh, that are different. Or as uh, my kids would call you, peach. Right. There you go. That's <laughs> right. Uh, what's the color crayon in the, you know, <laughs> right. it's the closest. Um, but, but right. So I have a Chinese daughter and I have an Indian son. And so they have very different skin tone and not just skin tone, but their hair type is different. And um, I have a nephew from Haiti, and so his skin tone is different, and his uh, hair type is different. And so those kind of things, when we say colorblind, I think oftentimes, I do think it comes from a, most of the time, it comes from a right motive of trying to help people see, no, I, I don't see you in a negative light. I, uh, 
I am anti-racist. I am against uh, thinking, kind of prejudging someone based on their color. Um, but I think we want to be more careful than that. We want to say, I do see that your skin is darker. I do see that your skin is lighter. I do mm-hmm. see that God made your hair different than mine. I do see those unique qualities about you in the same way or in a similar way that when I look across the table right now, I see, Taylor, that you are different than me. Mm-hmm. God made you as a woman, not as someone that, in the sense of like, I'm not. I'm also not uh, gender blind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right? No, I look and say, there is something different about the way God made women than the way he made men. And so l- let's like almost celebrate the difference um, in there's also sameness, right? So there, there is sameness in the, uh, all of the, the colors, so yeah. to speak, because God made all of us in his image. That's Genesis one, right? However, there is unique individual differences about each of us. So let's also celebrate the differences that's where for us as Colonial Heights, we say that one of our values is unity in diversity. Mm-hmm. So we're not just looking for diversity. Like you can find diversity in a variety of places. You can find diversity in the classroom. You can find it on the ball field. You can find it, um, you know, in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not looking just for diversity. We're looking for unity in the diversity. And so for us, we would say, no, we're looking around the room and saying people look different than each other, but that isn't what unify. Our looks are not what unify us. Mm-hmm. Our skin tone is not what unifies us. Even what our favorite food is, or how we were raised, or how we vote, or what age we are, or what stage of life we're in—that's not what unifies us. What unifies us is Christ. And so, what we want to do is um, avoid the um, kind of the everybody is the same um, concept behind colorblind and say, yes, everybody is made in the image of God, but uniquely made as themselves. You said one and only Chad Hunsberger (laughs) and right. You're also the one and only Taylor Easley. There is another Taylor Easley that I know. Actually at this church. Yes. (laughs) But you're the only one like you. Right. And so there's something intentional about that, that, we were fearfully and wonderfully made Psalm 139. So like that's unique to us. Nobody else, even the, the twin, right, is, right? is there's only one. And so I do think that it's really helpful, even as you do kind of head into uh, a Black History Month and seeing uh, for a long time, uh, you, you say, why is there a Black History Month? And I would just argue that for a long time, that part of our history was ignored. And so... Um, there is there is there are people that accomplished some pretty spectacular things that were rejected or ignored for a long time, and so for them, them meaning those who uh, are black, to be able to look and say, oh, like there were really good things that took place, uh, let's celebrate that. That's a celebration of uniqueness mm-hmm. of uh, something that happened within the culture that I think is really helpful. Um, for us to consider as believers, how do we, um, how do we celebrate and rejoice in our brothers and sisters that don't look like us? Mm-hmm. Right. And just to note, because this is a podcast and yeah. not a video, that we are both Caucasian. Turns out. Yep. 
like super Caucasian. Yes, yes. Yeah. Very, very white. Sensitive it's, to the sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. And so they're, they're like, we're not, we're not, I, I, I realize, I'm trying to get my words out. Mm-hmm. I realize that uh, there is a part to, that I can't understand in the same way right. what it is like even to be my Indian son, mm-hmm. right? I don't know what that will be like as he grows up, uh, the things that people will assume about him or not. Um, I, and so I, in the same way, again, that I, I don't know what it's like to be a businessman. Mm-hmm. I've never been one of those. So there are some of those kinds of things. I don't know what it's like to do certain things or to be certain people. Um, so to assume that is not healthy. Um, and at the same time, I am sure that all of us are made in the image of God and that all of us, all people everywhere, uh, are made for his glory. And so, um, man, let's let's celebrate those unique attributes that right. God has given us, um, whether it is Caucasian or black or brown or uh, you know, my kids for the longest time, uh, my before my my son, who's Zeke, who's from India, came home, uh, when they would describe other people, like their their mind didn't think, oh, that's the black our black friend or our whatever, but they would try to describe somebody. Oh, they uh, they have dark hair, mm-hmm. or they have you know they would talk about different things. He's short, he's tall, those kind of things. But they would say sometimes now their skin's a little bit darker than Lottie's, and Lottie <laughs> is Chinese, and so it'd be like, oh. Uh, how much darker? You know, they would like, well, not as dark as our friend right. so and so or our nephew or whatever. And so it'd be like, okay, uh, just interesting. Little shout out to Emily and Nash Barber's kids who have a beautiful description yes. of races and in what kind of chocolate they are. That's right. Are they white chocolate or tan chocolate? That's right. All of those. That's how it. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> that makes perfect sense. So I would just say that. Um, yeah, we, we want to celebrate those things and not uh, not just kind of lump everybody. Yeah, and what would same. you what would you tell somebody who has? Because I have said this. Yeah. Oh, me I've too. I've said it. So, what would yeah. you say to encourage those who uh, who may have said this, not knowing what it could fall yeah. like, what kind of ears it could fall on? Yeah. I, uh, sometimes you can't remember all of the times you might have said like I know I've said it but I don't know who I said it to so it's not like I can go back and make this grand apology to all the people that I might have said that to I I don't think that's what's necessary I think it's more like hey just be aware of what the way you phrase things I might have said something in this podcast that is offensive that I don't mean it to be and so those are the kind of things where you have conversations I have I have purposely asked some adults not just children mm-hmm. about hey uh, even about the term black versus african-american um what what's preference i mean my nephew is haitian-american mm-hmm. so he's not african-american so do you am i supposed to call him african-american because that's the right term or is it okay to you know so sometimes it's it's okay to simply have conversation thankfully where we live mm-hmm. um we, we are around people that are different than us in our neighborhoods, mm-hmm. in our community. There are communities, let's be honest, and some of you as a listener might be in these, that it, it's very homogeneic. 
<laughs> Meaning like it's all the same. Yeah. It's a, a very black community, a very uh, white community. If I'm about to go to Uganda and I will stand out like a sore thumb for the <laughs> on the opposite, right? <laughs> Their community is very, very African, mm-hmm. right? So there aren't a lot of white people. So for them, even in that, right, that's going to be a whole different uh, conversation. They don't have the people to ask. Right. We don't. We do have the people to ask. It might take you out of your comfort zone a little bit to, to ask some questions. Mm-hmm. But what I have found is that for the most part, when coming humbly to another brother or sister, and again, even at our church, uh, we're not uh, short-handed on people that look different than you, whoever you are. Right. And so I would say to, to engage in a conversation, you can actually say, hey, I, I'm just trying to understand I want. I don't want to speak offensively. I don't want to uh, hurt people. Mm-hmm. Could you help me? Uh, I have said this. Do you think that would be hurtful? Or you know? And what I have found is, to the person that I have had those conversations with, all of them are are open, welcoming to the fact that I am willing to ask. Yeah. Uh, more so than it's not that they're offended that you asked, right? Um, they're it's more offense when you don't ask and you just say the thing. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would say that, you know, engage in those conversations, build relationships, um, work to do that. It's healthy. It's healthy to do so. Yeah. 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 I agree. Anything else? Uh, Oh, do you have any recommended resources? That's what I I forgot to ask. No, yeah, I I do. um, And I say this, with the caveat that I don't agree with everything in all of these books sure. that I'm going to say. But I, I, it's just helpful to say that because you might read part of them and think, I can't believe. But these were just helpful general resources. One of them is called Divided by Faith. Who's um, that by? That's a great question <laughs> that I can't remember. Um, but I can look it up and post it on the show That would be great notes. if you can add these to our show notes. Divided by Faith was... Um, specifically thinking of the uniqueness that this affects in the church. And so I think that that is a helpful one. There is another one by Isaac uh, Adams called uh, Let's Talk About Race. And um, I would say that is a, uh, a really helpful book. Um, these two there have are both by David Platt, and they have portions in them that are uh, about race and culture and kind of uh, how to communicate some about that. One of them's his newer book in the last year called uh, Don't Hold Back. And then an older book he wrote called Counter Culture, both of those. And then uh, not that this is like the, the greatest, but I would say um, more specific to Colonial Heights last year when I uh, talked about uh, I did counter cult- I did gospel answers for cultural concerns to cultural concerns. I did a um, one Sunday night. I, I preached a whole message uh, about race and God making us in His image and those sort of things. So um, that I believe you can find somewhere. You can find on, on our the, on, on our website. Yeah, on the yeah. website. Um, which leads me to say. Uh, 
while we have listeners, and it is the week before February, mm-hmm. uh, last year I did that gospel answers to cultural concerns. And this year, beginning in February on Sunday nights, I will do a series called gospel answers to political concerns. And uh, in the same way that there are issues of race and otherwise that divide us at times, uh, political things can divide us even more. And we don't want those things to divide us as Christians. Yeah. We want to be united in Christ and not divided by who we vote for or whatever. So, so be it, in prayer. Be in prayer. For you. Mm-hmm. And then like and for participate. Here, if you're yeah. here, come. And if you're uh, live far away, then you, it'll be on uh, online and you'll be able to watch or participate that way if you'd like. Yes. Awesome. It is really, it's going to be good. I had the pleasure of creating the workbook, so yeah. it's going to be excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much for all of those thoughts. That wraps up this episode of the Christ and All podcast. You can catch a new episode each Wednesday. If you enjoyed this, do us a favor and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, And if you would uh, post this on social media, that would be amazing because that helps people find us. If you want to submit a question for us to discuss, you can send it to info at colonialheights.org. We can't wait to hear from you. And as always, thanks for listening. Thank you.